Okay, picture this. It's Friday afternoon when a thought hits you. I can spend another weekend doing the same old whatever, or I can hop into my all-new Hyundai Santa Fe and hit the road. With available H-Track all-wheel drive and three-row seating, my whole family can head deep into the wild. Conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com or call 562-314-4603 for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. Hey, you know it's Taz and Moose. You know it's Taz and Moose. Hey. Uh, it is Taz and the Moose with you here on this Monday morning. Coming to you live from the Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loan Studios. Home is so much more than a house. It's the home of your dreams. And for 30 years, they've been making it better. Rocket Mortgage, push button. Get mortgage. We got uh, one hour left to play with this. We take it right up until 9 a.m. Eastern time. We kick you off this hour. What do you need to know here on this Monday morning? Here you go, the three. It is now time for the three. We get you caught up on the three biggest headlines of the day with Taz and the Moose. Number one. Astros walk off winners versus the Yankees. Uh, as that series is not up in a game of peace, Taz, the ALCS went nearly five hours last night. Ended at 1 a.m. Eastern time. Um, uh, you know, uh, 10 Pacific, 12 uh, down in the, the city of Houston. Uh, as the game went deep into the night, nine pitchers were used for the Yankees. It's not like this game went 15, 16 innings. It went just 11 innings. Correa with the walk-off shot. Mm. Jay Happ was on the mound for the Yankees. Uh, he takes the loss. Uh, Paxton didn't uh, go all that deep into this one. Just two-plus innings for the Bombers. Uh, you can get on some of Aaron Boone's managerial decisions. 2-1 lead, taking Green out of the game. He was humming right along, puts in Adovino. He promptly gives up a solo blast uh, to Springer to tie the game up at two. The Yankees didn't have many offensive opportunities. I think they were just one for two with runners in scoring position. The Houston Astros had base runners all over the place. They couldn't come through with the big-time hit until the Correa blast and the Springer homer. Uh, they were one for ten. I think they finished the game with runners in scoring position with guys up at the plate. But um, everyone's been waiting for these you know, two titans of the American League to <clears throat> kind of hook up in this ALCS. We're tied up at Game of Peace. Game three back in the Bronx Tuesday afternoon. Yeah, I think it's great, man. I, you know, as someone without a dog in the fight in this, Watching it, it was a lot of fun watching this game. I mean, it, I, I wish the game, we talked about this earlier, I wish the game would have started earlier. Just yep. That's why it went so late. But um, <clears throat> hell of a game. Hell of a game, and which ends, with, as you said, with the Astros winning the game 3-2 in 11. And um, look, man, uh, Verlander showed up. His teammates showed up. The offense showed up. Verlander had 109 pitches, and he pitched great. Like seven or eight strikeouts or something like that. He went, you know. And, and Correa was clutch, as we know. It was two for five uh, with that homer at the end there. I mean, uh, you know, to, to win it, to walk off Jones. So, yeah, I mean, uh, and, and all the stars were out as far as for the Astros. Uh, Tuve hit the ball well. Uh, uh, Bergman, uh, Bergman, we have like, he only had one hit, though. He only had one hit. Correa had two hit. Yeah, so, I mean, yeah, you know, I, 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 I'll tell you, I like your chance, though, for your Yankees moves once they're in the Bronx now. I like your chances. I mean, even though I, I, I think the Astros are tremendous, I think it's going to make for a fun series. But you guys at home are going to be difficult for these guys. I understand who they got coming out cold pitching, but you guys are deadly at home. Yeah, and you're right about that. And the goal was is that uh, to split the first two games down in Houston, the Yankees accomplished that goal. You know, you could certainly get a little greedy. The Nats did, and they're up two games to none. Game three later on tonight down in Washington with Strasburg up the, uh, on the mound as they have command of that series, Taz. Um, yeah, I, I, you know, I like I like the Yankees' chances. I, you know, I, I think it's two evenly matched teams. I think for the Astros, if they don't win game three, they're in a whole world of trouble. You know, down two games to one going into game four would be Wednesday night in the Bronx. 
uh, weather permitting, because there is some rain in the forecast, uh, I think the Astros would be in a world of hurt. So, I mean, their goal, obviously, is to at least get one game in the Bronx and get it back to Houston to where then you have Verlander and Cole set up for game six and seven. And that crowd down in Houston's great. The crowd in the Bronx is going to be fantastic as well. Uh, it should be, uh, you know, a really, really entertaining series. It really should be. Here's A.J. Hinch talking about the play of Correa. I mean, he had a big double early. He hit the ball to the warning track in center. I thought he you know, had a chance of getting that one out of the ballpark. You know, huge awareness play at shortstop. There was a bullet to Chirinos to get the out. And then the walk-off is, you know, is incredible. Yeah, he's a special player, and he's referencing a play, Taz, that, you know, I had more of an issue with it. You didn't really have an issue in terms of Phil Nevin, the Yankee third base coach, yeah. sending DJ LeMahieu what was first and second Gardner up, two out. Uh, lines one right off of Altuve. Uh, bounces away from him. Correa comes from shortstop to grab it. It's right around, I would say, the second base bag, if memory serves. Uh, yeah, right. right near there. Right yep. near the second base bag. Grabs it barehand. Fires home. Gets LeMahieu by 8 to 10 feet. Yankees were super aggressive there. Sanchez was up next. I would have held him. I can understand why they didn't. Nevin had few, uh, full view of the play, and it took a great play by Correa in order to get LeMahieu at home. Like I said earlier, man, Correa, you know, not just a throw, he threw a freaking BB, but he he, you know, he arched around the whole, around second pace, the bag, as you just laid out, went through the middle infield to, to make that play and end up where the, where the, more or less where the second baseman would normally play his position. To make that play because second baseman had no idea where the ball was. So Korea, you know, getting that ball um, as it as it takes that funky hop, it was hit hard. That was a rope. Uh, it was a rope for sure. But what a throw! I, I didn't like. I said I didn't have a huge problem with him sending sending him home. I, I mean, great play, great throw. Um, just just really being on top of it, being quick, being athletic. Carlos Correa, very impressive. Yeah, here's Aaron Boone, the Yankee manager, on that play. Great heads-up play by Correa to be in that position to catch it clean and then, you know, obviously with his arm to throw a strike home. Yeah, so, I mean, and it really was. As that series tied up at a game apiece, uh, game three is going to be Tuesday afternoon, 4 o'clock Eastern time in the Bronx. Number two. Cowboys' three straight losses fall to the Jets. Yeah, 24-22 the final. Taz, I didn't see it. I mean, honestly, I thought your Cowboys would get themselves to four and two. You know, riding a two-game losing streak to the uh, Saints and the Packers, even with the return of Sam Darnold. I thought they'd win the battle up front, offensive line and defensive line. And Taz, they just didn't. They, they They get off to these slow starts in games where they put themselves so far behind. And they play a lot differently in the second half. They were down 21-3 at one point in time, 21-6 at the half. Before they come steamrolling back in the second half, eventually fall a two-point conversion shy of tying the game with under 50 seconds to go in regulation in the fourth quarter as the Jets get their first win of the season and the Cowboys fall to 3-3. Three and three. Yeah, I'm with you, man. I did not expect this to happen. And, I, and I, you know... I mean, I had the when we made our picks early on. I was I was on that NFC for the NFC. I was on that Dallas Cowboy bandwagon, heavy duty, thinking once they got Zeke Elliott back, once you know all that stuff with the preseason happened, he was rocking and rolling. Mari Cooper, I figured out with him, he didn't play yesterday. He came, well, he got hurt. I shouldn't say he didn't play. He came off the field. And with um, <clears throat> excuse me, with Prescott, I figured these guys are gonna be cooking on all cylinders. And well, not against the Jets, an old four Jets team who's now one and four where Donald hadn't played in a few days because he had mono and stuff like that. For him to come back, no rust whatsoever on this kid. I mean, he looked great. 
And he looked really, really efficient. 23 of 32, 338 yards, two TDs, protected the ball. Only had one interception, which is not bad for a kid just coming off. Uh, Left Bell didn't have a great game. He had 50 yards, rushing one touchdown, but he was in the game. You can see on the sideline, he was dialed in, locked in. Greg Williams' defense, huge play uh, towards the end of the game, which was locked it in. They almost blew it with an onside kick. Uh, the, the Jets almost did not recover, but they did. It was a great win in, uh, you know, in, in Jersey for the Jets, for sure. It shows you what a great young quarterback can do for a franchise. All of a sudden, they all believe. Yeah, true. Right? I mean, they, they the savior, however you want to deem uh, Sam Darnold, uh, special player, special talent, making all those throws, throw for 338, uh, two touchdowns, and that one lone interception. Here's Adam Gaze on what he saw from number 14. There was a lot of good. Obviously, his pocket movement. You know, creates a lot of opportunities for us. Our guys do a good job of moving with them. And, you know, if we can eliminate some of these penalties, you know, and keep some of those third-down conversions, that's that's really what we gotta we got to get better at. Yeah, and poor Luke Falk. I mean, he went from Jets starting quarterback to out of a job. Yeah. The Jets come yeah. over the weekend. Tough. Yeah, I saw that. Yeah, it's a tough deal. That's tough. I mean, but they brought him into, you know, the substitute. No-win situation. You know, just, yeah, and he, he didn't play exactly, exactly no, great either. Well. So, you know, that didn't help his own cause, you know. Sucks. You know, you don't want to see that happen to any player or any guy. I mean, you never know. Maybe he ends up at the XFL or something like that. Yeah, I hope Canada, he does. Who knows, you know. But it's just a tough spot because he wasn't put in a position to be successful at all, and people are poking fun at him. So, a guy that uh, was with the Dolphins, now with the Jets, we'll see if he latches on someplace else. Cowboys and Jerry Jones. Uh, you know, on his birthday task, handed a big fat L. Here's the Cowboys owner on the struggles of his squad lately. I was a lot happier with what he had done in the first three games okay. than what's happened the last three games. But the big thing I want to say, it's not just him. Yeah, he's talking about Jason Garrett. Here is Garrett talking about the three-game losing streak. Well, we haven't played well enough to win. It's really as oh, simple you, as that. And uh, you have to go well back and, and you look at the specific things. You know, uh, in each of the phases of your football team, and you try to get better. Yeah. Uh, no so. one wants to shake your hands, coach. No one wants well, to low five, you high five. They blew them off. Like you said it did. earlier. They yeah. did. We tweeted out, they go to Taz and the Moose if you missed it. We tweeted out that video Mike did. Um, uh, and uh, it's kind of embarrassing when you watch it. Yeah, that's You're the, the head coach. You yeah. think that would ever happen to Parcells? No. He would never be out there high fiving guys anyway. Like a cheerleader. But if Bill Parcells ever went out there, do you... No, no. Belichick? Those guys are laser-focused on Belichick. That would never happen. He'd throw you off the team. <laughs> I know. He didn't high-five me. Throw him the team. He's gone. Thanks for coming. I know. Yeah, you're not team. wrong. Uh, McDermott? Even Callahan. No, uh, the yeah, Redskins no, right. midterm right. coach. No I think he went out there. I think they'd, be, I think they'd give him some high fives. I mean, they just don't like him. They just don't like I him, I guess. I don't know what it was. It's just a strange scene. It can't be like five guys running by and none of them see you. I know. I know. I, mean, I, know. I just ran right by him. And then he's like, all right, sorry. He put his like, hand in his pocket. Like, he was embarrassed. Right. Like, like He was like, oh, I'm out here for something else. Yeah, I'm out. I had my hand out because I thought there was a mosquito in New Jersey off the lake. That's it. Whatever that is over there. By, not a lake. It's a swamp. Right? Oh, there's a swamp Elizabeth. over there in Jersey? Yeah. yeah. In Elizabeth where it smells? Yeah, it stinks. It's all yeah. swamps. Yes. Everybody in Jersey. Oh, the sorry. dumps. They have the dumps in Elizabeth. Yeah, there's tons of dumps. Near Staten Island, too, they got over there some yes, dumps, too. That's yeah. true. You're right about that. Nice. Very good. Yes. But we love it. It's a great area. Beautiful place to live. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Next. Number three. 49ers remain undefeated in win versus the Rams. 
Yeah, I think when I look at the, you know, there's a couple ways you can go in terms of, like, statement games, Taz, from week six. Teams that kind of, like, hammer their point home. Uh, you know, we talked about the Texans and Chiefs and Deshaun Watson that che- and that Texan team rallying from 17-3 down. I'll tell you, I am, as sure as I'm sitting here, I was stunned yesterday by that 49er performance. Not that I didn't think they were playing well, what they did to the Browns and the Steelers without Roethlisberger and the Cincinnati Bengals and opening week against Tampa Bay. I, I guess I just need to see him do it against the Rams. Um, and yesterday, they, I mean, they held Jared Goff to under 80 yards passing. Uh, I think the Rams had under 200 yards of total offense. They dominated time of possession. They were, you know, they were by far the better football team. Their defensive line was fantastic. We ran through some of their defensive stats earlier on in the show. I mean, that was a big, bold statement game by the 49ers Sunday afternoon. Yeah, I mean they they just they went down uh, Southern Cal there and then, you know left left the confines of San Fran went down there to Los Angeles and just beat up on the Rams and I didn't expect that I mean with a Rams team with a lot of offensive weapons and you know with their quarterback Goff off of a big new deal he can't crack eighty yards <laughs> throwing the ball you know what I mean what 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 uh, what what all these receivers uh, you know from Cooks to Cup and all these guys Woods I mean it's just nothing. A really good offensive line, some you know top defensive player in the league, and and, and uh, Aaron Donald, you know, and, they, and what happens? Nothing. Jimmy G goes out there and shows up, big time. Kittle, uh, great job at that tight end spot. Had a hell of a game. I mean, really. I mean, their running game was excellent. Everything worked. Everything worked. And you talked about the defense. And their defense was great. This kid Bosa's tremendous off the edge. I mean, excellent. Yeah, and I, Taz, I don't think they're going anywhere. I know. 5-0. Uh, yeah, they're 5-0. and oh, But you know when sometimes you see teams that are playing well at the start of the year, you're like, eh, I don't know if that, yeah. that can hold up. You know, they, they, they win the right way. They win at the point of attack, offensive and defensive line. They can run it. They believe in running the football. They ran the ball very, very well against that Rams team yesterday. Defensive line, as we both mentioned, you know, can get after the quarterback uh, and can be a disruptive force. I think that equates to long-term sustained success as long as Garoppolo can stay healthy. Yeah, I mean, listen, and by this time next week, they're going to be 6-0 and because they're playing the Redskins on Sunday. Yes. Okay, so so the Niners are going to be 6-0. and I mean, I'm saying right here, they're going to beat the Redskins. I agree so, with that, yes. But so. you know what? I don't... <laughs> That's not breaking news. I'm just telling. No, I don't disagree. Yeah. Yes, they will get to 6-0. So there you have it. Uh, the 49ers victorious over the Rams. Uh, the Cowboys, losers of three in a row, and the Yankees and Astros tied up a game apiece after a long uh, into the night. Game two, ALCS down in Houston, and went the Strohs way 3-2 in 11 innings after the Correa walk-off. It's Taz and the Moose. We'll come back when the Pope accidentally tweets at your football team. What are we talking about? We'll explain. We'll get into that next. Taz, Moose, CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, so CBS Sports Radio's toll-free line is brought to you by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you can save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you can save 15% or more on your car insurance. So, uh, Pope Francis sent out a tweet, right? And sent out a tweet saying, Today we give thanks to the Lord for our new hashtag saints. They walked by faith, and now we invoked their intercession. Now, the problem, the problem with Pope Francis's tweet mm. 
is that when it um, his tweet with the hashtag Saints automatically added the Saints Floor Delete logo mm-hmm. to yes. his tweet. Yeah, where the Saints then retweeted it, thanking the Pope. I think some injured Saints um, as well reacted to what Pope Francis had to say. He obviously unknowingly. <laughs> I don't think he's following the Saints-Jaguars game on a Sunday afternoon over in Rome or wherever he might be. Yeah. Uh, but he sends out a tweet, Taz, where he unknowingly, if he's, a, you know, or maybe someone within him, you know, within his group sent out the tweet, but uh, maybe part of the Pope team uh, sent out the tweet. Well, that, that's what I'm thinking. I just find it hard to believe the Pope's sitting there in his, you know, in his, in his quarters with his donned in white, his, the, the, the gownage. Get me my iPhone. Get me my yeah, exactly. Wings and a beer in front of him. He's like, yeah, I mean, yeah, exactly. He's like, let me uh, let me tweet from my laptop on my iMessage, and and I'll tweet and I'll let me pull a rib on the NFL and I'll hashtag the Saints and I'll think um I'll act like I'm talking about a religious saint instead of talking about these mean guys in New Orleans that play football. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't think he's the one tweeting it. But, yeah, still, it was very funny. And well, I'm funny. surprised it happens, hasn't happened before, to be honest with you. I'm surprised this is the first time this happened. The Pope utilizing hashtags, to me, is just money. That's just Well, hysterical. that is right. You're right. And there were five new saints that were canonized on Sunday morning. Uh, that's why he sent out that tweet. Um, I don't know if they do that every single year, but um, around the, I'm not I'm not 100% sure of that. Um, do you follow the Pope on Twitter? Uh, I actually do, yes. I was joking. I didn't know you. I actually do. I was teasing. Do you, Andrew? I don't think so. No, I don't. I, I don't. I don't. But I, I actually do. But I didn't see it. Twitter's weird the way they're doing it now. I, I get more tweets from people that were like 14, 15 hours ago. I can than, fix that for you. Can you really? Yeah. The problem is I'll have to teach you how to fix it because it keeps happening. But they Hold def- on. Whoa, 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 whoa. Let's, everyone slow down. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, okay. Social media. No, no. I. <laughs> everyone just slow down. What? I'm a little confused what you're both talking about. What do you mean? And then Andrew starts all calling right, so, up. Bah, 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 bah. Just, all right, so if I go on. Some people aren't as sharp and smart as you guys. Let's, no, no, let's no, slow not it down, that. Okay? So, it, no, not. So, let's explain what you're talking about. Because I don't really know what you're talking about. All right, so I'll go on Twitter. Yeah. And amongst the ones where I get from like one minute to 20, you know, 21 minutes ago, five minutes ago, whatever, a lot of the times I'll get tweets from 12, 13, 14 hours ago. But not newer ones? No. Yes. Yeah, so I've had that happen. You get notifications I, that so-and-so is. Yeah, I'll really? get, like, I, I, like my, I went to my Twitter right now, right? My news feed on Twitter. Right, yeah. And I have, I have tweets from 12 hours, 17 hours, 22 hours ago, 9 hours ago, 12 hours ago. You know, about, sure, does it say in case you missed it like that? Does no. it say that in case you missed it? That's what you're talking about? No. No. It, it, no. So if I may interject, the Twitter oh, app. God. This guy seems to default repeatedly to showing you top tweets, not the most recent. In the top right hand corner, there's that little star thing, Moose. Yes. If you touch that, okay, you can then select see latest tweets. Oh, okay. and now you'll okay. see the ones that just came okay. out. But the problem oh. is that ha- that okay. I, I some reason that happens. I knew that. Everybody knows that. Not Moose. You act like you invented something. Moose. Stop. No, oh. Moose didn't. Just know. click I, the little Pittsburgh Steeler thing up top. That's what it looks like. Yeah, that is. You're right. That's, that is exactly what it looks like. I knew like. that, too. I didn't know. And there you go. Andrew's so now that I'll get rid of it. I stole the stunder. Andrew's all upset. I'm going to text somebody else. <laughs> <laughs> you texted someone. This guy. You're oh, right. Look at that. Now I'm getting, stuff, now welcome, I'm getting stuff that's, yeah, this is it. Uh, <laughs> I'm excited. 
I'm getting Eagles. I'm getting tweets from basically talking about the yeah. four o'clock games, the yeah. Denver game, and the dominance of the Titans. I'm well, like, I know that already. You obviously need to spend some time on the app and look around <laughs> and look at different <laughs> options on it. So you're right. You're right. You know, I'm going to teach you people something else. There is a new feature on Twitter. Pete the Body, I don't know if you know about this. I know you get a lot of trolls and haters on Twitter, so I'm going to let you know this. A lot of haters. You can mute conversations now. Remember, you could mute somebody. Now, if someone acts like a douche and they go, hey, Mikey B, your basketball podcast, basketball drives, I hate it and I hate you mm. and you're a bad guy. Okay. You could mute the conversation. Without have, muting the person. You could do both. But the point is, if you mute the conversation, nobody sees that neg- negative dribble that someone's saying to you that's a stranger and act like a badass from their social media account. So no one be able to see they saying that about Mike if you mute the conversation. Oh, it's a new thing. Now, Andrew, you're welcome because you didn't know that. I did not. Thank you, Taz. Did you really not know so that? So how do you I mute did the not. conversation? Okay. We just went over this. So you have to no, go. How we, we go, go, we'll, we'll go over it right now. We didn't go. We'll go. You're right. We didn't go over it. So let's go Go to your mentions, right? Okay. Let's go. Let, I'm sure Kingsman probably tweeted you this morning, I'm assuming. Mark. Uh, uh, <laughs> or, or speakerphone. They're always tweeting Mark. you. One of those guys. So let's say you click on one. And you click on the actual. Here, look, look at my hand. Let's say, like, I don't know who this guy is. I don't want to say his name. But let's say I click on that. He said something to me. I go here to the little arrow gimmick up here, go like that, and mute this conversation. Ah, without muting him. You could do both. He won't know. So you could mute the conversation yeah. but not mute him. Correct. Oh, you could do that. I didn't know that. That's better than the little Pittsburgh Steeler thing that, that knucklehead Andrew showed. Well, they're yes, both. Taz, you win. <laughs> they're both great. Yeah. Uh, I appreciate it. Uh, one another one. There you go, Pete. Thank You're you. You're right. Taz. I am a winner. Pete always tells you during the break. You're such a winner, Taz. <laughs> Now I and now does. I know. I... <laughs> what a winner! References old victories. Remember He's that time? Para- paraphrasing. Yeah. Mike gets to live through all of the control room talk. It's a lot of winning. Yeah, I'm over like Rover in that room. They love me. Anyway, so yeah, you can mute the conversation. You can mute people. Um, I, I muted some people who work here. Uh, and conversations. Oh, good to know. Yeah, I'm glad you got those tweets. I sent you. Yep. So uh, that's the deal. Now, actually, you know, I, yeah, well. That's a Look who's here, Andrew. Oh, okay. I How am you, here. Buddy? Hey, guys, here's your report. <laughs> it is sponsored by Geico. Great news. There's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to geico.com, and in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. Sastros center fielder George Springer tie game two of the ALCS last night at two with a solo homer in the sixth. It stayed tied until Carlos Correa let off the bottom of the 11th. First pitch. And Correa lines it deep to right field. Judges going back at the wall. Looking out. See you later. See you later. See you later. See you later. Astros even the series at a game apiece on the walk-off home run by Carlos Correa in the bottom of the 11th. Robert Ford on Astros Radio. Houston 3, New York 2. The Astros avoiding an 0-2 hole at home. Their bullpen allowed just a hit over four and a third. The Yankees, meanwhile, used eight relievers after pulling starter James Paxton in the third. Jay Happ gave up Correa's homer. Trying to go elevate a fastball, which I did, and put a good swing on it and got it. It was a well-pitched game on both sides, obviously, because those were two really good lineups, and 
Yeah, it was a battle all night long, that's for sure. Game three at Yankee Stadium tomorrow afternoon with Garrett Cole and Luis Severino on the mound. An update expected later today on Giancarlo Stanton, who didn't play last night after tweaking his quad in game one. Steven Strasburg and Jack Flaherty on the mound for game three in the NL. The Nationals lead the Cardinals two games to none. Now they're at home. First pitch in D.C., 538 Mountain Time. It was prime time. They were at home, and the Steelers were down to their third-string QB, an undrafted rookie from Samford named Devlin Hodges. The Chargers somehow trailed 24-0 through three quarters last night. A fourth-quarter rally fell short, 24-17. Phillip Rivers, romantic in defeat. I think our guys believed it. I think our guys believed it could happen. And, um, you know, that was kind of our thing. Let's make this be a game you talk about for years to come. And I think we, you saw, we, we gave, gave ourselves a chance. Yeah, a chance to come back from 24 nothing down against a team with its third-string quarterback in your building. You yeah. tell him, Andrew. About positive. Uh, come on. Positive. Uh, you tell him, Andrew. Thank you, Taz. Should I tweet him? And then mute it. Uh, Rivers' second INT clinching the loss last night. Hodges is one for one as a starter after a touchdown pass. The Steeler D had three takeaways and held Melvin Gordon and Austin Eckler to 32 combined rushing yards. Tonight, it's the Packers hosting the Lions. The Clippers expect Paul George to miss roughly the first 10 games of the coming season following offseason operations on each shoulder. And the Celtics have converted the contract of seven-foot-whatever Taco Fall to a two-way deal. That allows him to spend 45 days in the NBA while playing heavy minutes for their G League affiliate up in Maine. Guys? All right. Uh, thank you, Andrew. Uh, appreciate it. Um, Taz, one thing we haven't hit upon at Andrew, all this morning uh, when, you, when you look at the National Football League yesterday is uh, a couple young quarterbacks that uh, might be kind of at a crossroads here. Uh, and they were the first and second overall selections in a draft not that long ago. Um, and that being Marcus Mariota, who was the second overall yeah. pick by the Tennessee Titans, and Jameis Winston, who was the number one overall pick by the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, Marcus Mariota yesterday in Denver, due to ineffectiveness, got benched uh, for one Ryan Tannehill. Mm, mm, uh, Jameis Winston in London yesterday against the uh, Carolina Panthers became the Jameis Winston we've seen for the majority of his career, a turnover machine. All right, Throws for 400 yards, but throws five interceptions in the game against the Carolina Panthers. And I think you can look at both of those guys in terms of they are what they are. They've already defined themselves at the quarterback position. Now, Winston's better than Mariota. Mariota's done a little bit more winning, certainly, you know, going on the road in the playoffs and beating the Kansas City Chiefs when he's a member of the Tennessee Titans. Jameis Winston doesn't have that kind of a career victory um, on his belt at all. But I think you look at both quarterbacks and – I don't think either one of them. And I'm disappointed because I thought they would both be studs in the National Football League. And I really love Mariota at Oregon, Taz. And we weren't doing a show at that time, but he was an absolute star for the oh, Ducks. Yeah. big time. Um, I, I'm really disappointed with how those two careers have gone. Yeah, I, I, I um, me more surprised with Mariota than, uh, and I've always said it about Winston, never was over the top crazy about Jameis Winston. Mariota, I was uh, when these guys came out of, you know, respected their schools. But listen... I think one thing you got to say, and it's a it's a tough, embarrassing thing for Mariota. First off, because you know getting benched because of lack of performance, you know you lose to the Broncos sixteen nothing. Listen, a couple of things. I'll I'll give him a little bit of you know uh, the benefit of doubt, Marcus Mariota. Okay, he's on the road, tough place to play there uh, in Denver. Okay, and you're going against a Vic Fangio defense. Okay, so and it, it, you know it, that that's tough right there, right out of the box. 
Um, so that's a tough thing. I'm giving the benefit of the doubt. I mean, I really am. Because I like Mariota. I do. I, I like him. But, look, if he was a free agent right now and he ended up on the Bills and he was a strong quarterback, I don't like him that much. You know what I mean? <laughs> so I guess maybe I don't like him as yeah. much as I think I like him. Uh, I like him more than Winston. But, uh, to your point, both these guys, yeah, it's kind of like – you got to wonder have the have the defensive coordinators out there figured them out to the point that it's like all right, well, it's it's Dunsky now. Uh, yeah, and and Taz, I mean, play Mariota is an easy guy to root for. Sure, I think Winston with his pass is a, is an easy is a is a hard guy to root for uh, based on the way that he has conducted himself uh, and handled himself. I, I you know, and and I I heard all the deficiencies with Mariota coming out of Oregon in terms of you know you know. How good does he decipher defenses? You know, running quarterback, he can make all the throws, but is he going to be able to throw in a tight window? And he has at times, Taz, he's just not been consistent with it. No, no. And yesterday he was so bad. Two interceptions. In Denver, yeah. he was just so bad against the Broncos that you know, if you're Mike Vrabel, you've got nowhere to turn. You've got to go to your backup quarterback at that stage because you're trying to play relevant football this year and you got to go put in a guy in, in Tannehill that at that time you felt like he gave you the best possible position to win. Uh, yeah. and, I, and I agree with you. I, don't, I think both guys – I think you've made the I, – I certainly have made the decision. I don't think Mariota is that franchise guy, and I don't think Jameis Winston is that franchise guy. Yeah, no, I, I'm with you. I'm with you. Um, yeah, look, it's – you get you put up a donut, you know, against the Broncos, you know, uh, who, who at the time what what they're two and four now, so we're one and four, right? I mean, it's not exactly a, a powerful team here. No, uh, I know they're on the road. I know it's tough up there and de- out there in Denver, but still, it's a bad look. As far as um the future, I mean, look, obviously for the Titans, the future's not Tannehill. I mean, that's not the future. No, it's you not. Know? You're right. It's about well. Have well to let see. me ask you this: Would you give Tann- Would you give Tannehill the start next week? No, I actually wouldn't. You would go back to Mariota. I, I, I would work on some things. I think you sent a message to Mariota, even though we know he's a seems like a good person, a good guy, type of guy you probably don't have to send a message to, but I think you have to because you got – he. I don't know if there's if Mariota – I'm sure he said something to the media or whatever, but um, I would picture him being the type of guy to say, I don't blame Coach for pulling me. I wasn't playing good. He's accountable. He's that type of guy. He man. is. He's and a classy guy. He is. I, I don't know. I, I – I would give him. I would give him uh, the start next week. I would. I would try and fix the things that happened this week. I would because t- he's just not Tannehill. And you know, here's the tough thing too, dude. You're you're, you're at home. You're hosting a, a, a Chargers team that's going to be motivated and they're going to be just ticked off about what just happened to them you're on right Sunday about Night that. Football. So that Charger team is going to be fired up, man. So. But I, I'd start Mariota in in in, in Nashville. When, yeah, and uh, I don't think Tampa Bay's down. got any choice. I think they're going to roll with Winston. You want to hear it? Is here's Mariota oh, talking about it. getting benched oh, yesterday. I don't feel great. Um, and you know, coach made a decision, and you know, you got to be. Um, he's going to make a decision that's best for the team. So um, you know, I respect it, and um, you know, I just try to be there for Ryan. I told you. Yeah, I, yeah, I don't disagree with that. No, I don't. I he's not. He's around. not that kind of guy. No, I know. I mean, he just it, isn't. And yeah, some of these guys wouldn't say that. But you know, like imagine Mayfield gets oh. Baker Mayfield gets imagine scorched earth. <laughs> they benched him, dude. It would be like the attitude he would have in the press conference. It's like the world's again. It's always going to go back to Baker Mayfield for me. I'm, I'm on that thing. But yeah, it's like they they go with Garrett Gilbert instead. Yeah, you know, Freddie Kitchens is going to go with Garrett Gilbert. He pulls pulls Mayf- Imagine Mayfield in the press. Oh my god! Oh man, that would oh, be he'd, tremendous. He'd burn them all. 
By the way, I've had enough of the progressive Mayfield commercials. I'm done with it. I get they it. were funny the first 50 times I saw it. I mean, I get it. it. The latest one with him getting his, his girlfriend, fiance, the whatever, drink. lemonade. Yeah. I've had enough. I know. I it's mean, enough. mowing his own lawn, right. fixing the electrical. Dustbuster. See the, the dustbuster dust, yeah, ones? Yeah. I mean, I've had Too many I've people. Had I know. I've had enough. And I'm done. He can't get away from it. He can't get away from it. He's the big push. He's got the big push. You're right. We come back. We got All the right. undercard for you. I want to throw an interesting John Smoltz story at you as well. Oh, I, I can't heard wait. over the weekend. Awesome. <laughs> it's Taz of the Moose wow. with you. CBS Sports Radio. It's Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. You're listening to Taz and the Moose on CBS Sports Radio. All right, time right now to answer our Ask the Pros question of the day. Brought to you by O'Reilly Auto Parts. Today's question is from Joel out in San Jose, California. Is Russell Wilson the early leader as the National Football League's MVP? Um, I think he is. Uh, I think uh, I think Russell Wilson is right now. Uh, is there anywhere else um, you're going to go? Well, I don't know. It's, Joel has a good question. Um. Joel should have made that a statement. Yeah. Well, then it's not the uh, question of the day. Ask the pros. So what? Statement of the day. That's a good point. <laughs> this is why <laughs> I don't. This is why I'm not a radio producer. These are the reasons. Well, uh, I, where else would you go? I don't think there's anywhere. I mean, in the if you look at the complexion of the NFC right now, huh. you're not going to go Rodgers. There's nobody in the NFC East you're going to go with. I mean, you can't go Kyle Allen. You wouldn't go Rogers? I don't think so. I mean, I don't. I don't think he's played as well as Russell Wilson. Do you? That's oh, a tough one. I don't think he's played. I, me personally, I don't. I would give Wilson the nod over Aaron Rodgers. I'm just glad that we're not saying the name Brady. I think that's awesome. Yeah, Brady hasn't been great. That defense has you been fantastic. That. You said it when we had what's his name on last week. Who was it? Um, uh, we had Schlereth. Yeah, and you uh, kind of uh, mentioned things about Brady. And he kind of disagreed with you. but then, He's like, really? Yeah, I know. And then Brady played. I'm like, uh, I don't know. Watch, in like three weeks, Brady's going to be throwing four or five touchdowns. So we'll yeah. go back. Against the Bills. <laughs> of course. That's exactly what's going to happen. Uh, but but I, think, I think right now, I think he probably is. I mean, Deshaun Watson? No. Yeah, I don't. Not I, consistent. Enough. Yeah. No, I would I would definitely go with, with Wilson yesterday. And he, he had a, you know, that defense yesterday with the Browns gave him a little hard time here and there, but he, you know, he perseveres. He did. Don't forget, you can submit a question by going to cbssportsradio.com slash ask the pros. Think O'Reilly Auto Parts for all your car care needs. Get guaranteed low prices. Excellent customer service at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Better parts, better prices every single day. So, you know, Taz, obviously, you've been and wrestled in front of. You know, raucous atmospheres and tough buildings and tough crowds, and you'll be down in Philadelphia for AEW over the next few days here. But um, John Smoltz relayed a story talking about the Yankee crowd, old stadium in the Bronx, 96 World Series, game one when he started for the Atlanta Braves. Yeah. And said, you know, that stadium, the crowd was on top of you. You know, they were, you know, know, nasty. He was kind of poking fun at it. So he said when he was in when he was warming up for that game, uh, what impressed him most was and the bullpens were out there right out you know and you had the um, the bleachers right there and you could shout down and scream yeah. down at the guys that were warming up and the like. Um, he said the crowd that before while he was warming up for Game One of the World Series started getting on him for playing the accordion when he was four years old. <laughs> 
That's funny, man. <laughs> that sounds about right that they would do that. And That's... then the crowd started yodeling <laughs> while he was warming up. That's I did not. It hear started about this. getting on him for this and is it, funny stuff. And he said, "Listen, <laughs> I give him credit to find out that I actually played the accordion when I uh, or tried. There was pictures of me with an accordion when I was like four oh, or five years God. old. That's to bring that up." Before I'm starting Game One of the '96 World Stadium World Series in the Bronx at Yankee Stadium, he said, "You gotta give him credit." He said, "I started laughing when I was warming up." I could imagine the things they were saying about the yodeling and the accordion in the Bronx. Some of the Yankee, the Bombers fa- uh, fan favorite, uh, you know, faithful. I should say. I could imagine the cuss words with the word accordion. <laughs> Smalls, you play that. Oh, just imagine. Oh, my God. It must have been so funny. Well, and he said that's what the crowd does. He goes, you know, that that's your job is to try and get the starter as, uh. you know, it put them, you know, on their kind of edge as much as you can. Throw them off as best as you can as a crowd. He said, I'll never forget that. That Met is fan, a great Met story. fans have yelled some stuff at him over the years, too. Oh, I'm sure they have. <laughs> yeah. You know, but think yeah. about that. The last thing you're thinking about, you're yeah. warming up game one of the series. You're in the Bronx. It's, uh, you know, it's Yankees Braves. You're yeah. in the Bronx. You're, you know, in a famous stadium. <clears throat> and there's, they're bringing up the musical instrument of choice. When you were four years old. When you were, yeah. That's <laughs> amazing. Think about that. It's tremendous. Tremendous. And it's just that it kind of could, that he still remembers that. It tells you that it kind of threw him off a little bit. It, it, it got him thinking. Well, in Taz, in 96, you don't have everything at your fingertips. No, there's not the power. There's no smartphone. There's no smartphone. There 96, I had a flip phone on my fanny pack. Flip, right. Flipped on my fanny pack in the ring. I'm cutting promos. Barry and Sabu. Right, but you were sending text, but there was no, there was, exactly right. There was no, <laughs> there was no, you know, hopping online, hopping onto Google or Internet Explorer and find out all this information? No, none of that. None of that. None of that. None of that. That's think good about, point. Think about how you out. have to dig deep to find out that John Smoltz played the accordion. How'd they find that out? Now you got me wondering. They be- That's investigative work right there. You have to really be dialed into the local, like, Atlanta. Where is he from? <laughs> where, where is Smoltz? Like, where did he grow up? Well, Smoltz was originally uh, brought up by the Tigers organization. No, no, I meant as a kid, uh, in his life, not his I don't his know where John life. Smoltz grew up. Well, Mike's looking at it. Um, it's, I don't know. I well, the, the Braves acquired John Smoltz in one of the great trades ever. They gave up Doyle Alexander. I think it was Doyle oh, I Alexander. I did not know that. They traded to the Detroit Tigers, and the Braves got John Smoltz. Wow. What about a, that? Pretty good win right there for the Braves. Yeah. I, what do you got, Mike? I was born in Milwaukee, but I don't have uh, you know how long he lived there or anything like that. So he's from Milwaukee. Great town, by the way. Yes. Excuse me. He's from, yes, yes. No, he's from Michigan. I'm totally from reading. Michigan. I'm getting oh, my that's another great MI, state. Michigan. Oof, uh, wow. He went from, okay. That was a dyslexic moment there. Milwaukee. My, Milwaukee's, Milwaukee's a, a state. city. Yeah, Milwaukee's a yeah, city. Yeah, I'm off right there. Sorry, Michigan's I was reading Wikipedia and saw the MI and, and put it, I don't know what the hell just happened. Milwaukee, Mike's in Wisconsin. Yeah, yeah. I know. I'm, my brain is all, state. that was just, uh, <laughs> oof, we'll take that out of the podcast. <laughs> no, we will. <laughs> Team's on top of it. Uh, you're all over it, buddy. Wow. That's all right. It's Monday, you know. Uh, here we go, the undercard. Taz and the Moose present the undercard. The stories from today's rundown that we haven't talked about on the show. Uh, here we go. Should I be allowed to do this after that? Or right, let me throw Absolutely. two other names out there for MVP. Let me get your thoughts. Christian McCaffrey and Lamar Jackson. Oh. No and no. 
McCaffrey's been so good, though. He has been, but he's not that good. Uh, Lamar I think, Jackson. I think uh, McCaffrey's closer to Wilson than than Lamar Jackson is. But I think I think Wilson right now is the. I mean, we, you wouldn't put McCaffrey top three right now. I put him up there. I, I, I would lean towards quarterback on the MVP thing, unless there's someone defense. I would. I mean, uh, well, I mean, unless the, I mean McCaffrey is having a great year. He's definitely having an unbelievable probably the top year. top back in the league right now. Right, he's passing all these cats. You know, I mean, as far as playing better than these other guys like Le'Veon Bell and these what other he, guys. He's not, he doesn't have Cam Newton at quarterback. Doesn't that make it even more impressive? Well, no, not to me. And I'll tell you why, honestly, because he's getting more touches. He's getting more opportunities, which is great. I'm not knocking. Him. I love McCaffrey. I love right. Matt Stafford. Yeah. I'm saying he's getting more touches, which is giving more opportunities because. You know, Cam's not there. True, true. I guess I looked at it. You're right about that aspect. The positive. I'm not about, trying to be right, negative on I thought guy. about. I thought about the fact of it makes his job harder, the fact that he's got Kyle Allen at quarterback as compared to a healthy Cam Newton. Well, I mean, to your point, it would make it a little yeah. harder, I think, because guys are yeah, teeing off. They know they're going to run the ball. They, when you play the Panthers, there's a good chance to run the ball. I, I don't know. I just I got to see a little more for him to be MVP for me right now. I mean, it's a little early for us to even discuss MVP. And Mike, I blame you for this. Well, I think it, I think the conversation is Taz based on what Wilson's doing in Seattle. All right, you know what? And he got rewarded. Remember, he played hardball. He did. He did play. He hardball. played hardball with the Seahawks, and I'll tell you, he's delivering. Is that what he negotiated in bed with his wife Correct. on social media? Yeah, that Correct. Was, I remember that. Remember that? That was yeah. a nice picture. That I looked like Russ, it was post stuff. Yeah, he's the man. Yeah. <laughs> All right, next. I was in the bathroom with Barry Trotz. Uh, is it a conflict of interest from the Dolphins organization when they're going for two, which I guess is them trying to win, but they're also trying to lose at the same time? What did you make of all that? Well, that's what that's what Flory said. He said, we're trying to win. I mean, I, I mean, at this point, isn't a tie just as good for you because you stink? If you're the Dolphins? I don't know. I mean, I, I, I think maybe... Don't go for the win right there. I would think that's tough. I mean, you got. Well, it's tough. How do you? Ah. If you're if you're the, if you're the, leading all those guys, and you got you come from 17-3 down, and you say, "All right, we're not going for the win here. We got nothing to play." For. You know, they, right. they won because they lost, and Flores won because he went for it and they failed. Right. <laughs> so I mean, yeah. they won all the way around. I agree with you, but then here's my thing: Why take Rosen out of the game? Right, yeah, I don't, yeah. You should have just should've, should've, you take right. Rosen out of the game, put Fitzpatrick in. He all of a sudden lights the fire floor. Is like, hold on a second here, that kid we're not, Rosen. We're just, not trying to win here. That guy, his mind must be like a like a merry-go-round. That kid, what he's been through mentally from the Cardinals now, all the mess there with Kyler Martin, now with the Dolphins, and that whole oh my god, that kid. Jeez, I'll kid tell you, I'll tell you a spot. That I would, if I were them, I'd go get him. I would, if I were the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, I'd go get Josh Rosen. Really? You know why I'd go get Josh Rosen is is because Arians is an unbelievable developer of quarterbacks. He's a great offensive coordinator. You got Leftwich there who has familiarity with Rosen dating back to Arizona. Um, and I think if there's any guy in the NFL I think could rebuild Josh Rosen, I would think Bruce Arians can. Yeah, that's a good point. I didn't think of Arians, but I think you're right. Um, I don't know what's yeah. Because I, I don't know where. I else mean, you we all look. thought that was going to happen with Winston too with the Bucks. That's you know? true. You know, no, you're right about that. But Winston is just a turnover machine, Taz. Uh, but you're right about that. Yeah. I, I did think if you know, but, but yesterday morning watching that game, I know they looked at Arians at one point on the sideline. He looked like bewildered. He's like, "Where is he throwing the football?" 
Like, he had no answers. Like, it was almost like he was staring at, you know, he's staring into dead air, dead space. He's like, where is he going with the football there? It's tough to throw five interceptions in the NFL. Got Packers, Lions, uh, Lions tonight. Who do you like playing? I take the Lions. I'm with you. I think so, too. I like Detroit plus the points tonight. So I don't know who I picked. I know I picked this game, but I'm switching. I picked the Packers. Yeah, but I changed my mind because I'm seeing what's evolving. That's what I do, Mike. Uh, task good show. Do. Good luck next few days down in Philly, all right? Yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, Mike, Pete, across the way, bogus with the updates. Thank you. Until tomorrow. Peace. There's got to be a 10-second runoff here. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.